You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the LineStar app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's Wednesday, and that means a whole lot of baseball to get to. We're going to break down the slate for you as always and take a look back at yesterday, what we got right, what we got wrong, hold ourselves accountable because we are men. Mm. That is what men do. We hold ourselves accountable. Yes. Yes. I second that. Yes, very good. I'm growing. um, My beard is continuing to grow out as the show goes. Chris will try his best to grow his beard. How does your beard grow? You get like the whole thing or are you like a patchy guy? No, I get the whole thing. Multicolored, like five colors. Um, yeah, recently yeah. found a, the little bit of the silver slash gray <laughs> in my recent trim, which was very uh, interesting to take in. Welcome. Welcome yeah. aboard, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Multicolored. <laughs> I'm there. It's yeah, happening. So the more children you have, the more gray you get in the beard. And the bottom of mine's pretty gray right now. And I've got to say that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, I, I guess it makes me look distinguished. Maybe it makes me look smarter. Probably not. But whatever. It's, uh, it's all good, man. And, uh, of course, the other thing that's all good is the LionStar app. And let me tell you something. Uh, I had some time to really peel into some of the extra features on the app uh, last night, looking ahead to today's games and this morning. And I got to tell you, man, the the stuff you've got going on in the app here is just unbelievable. The way things are laid out, how easy it is on LineStar to get the the information on each player, the way things pop up in terms of projected return on investment players where you're looking for value, making the lineups. Uh, when you can go through and all the splits, all the previous pricing, everything is just laid out so succinctly that I, I you know, it's, it, it's people like, oh, you're an infomercial, you're a shill, whatever. Everybody who knows me and has listened to me for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years that I've been doing this, they know if I don't like something, <laughs> I'm very, very oh, yeah. about it. And, but this is great. The, what they've got here and what's going on with the app for the premium product here for, was it $14.99 a month? If you are serious about playing DFS, I don't know how you cannot have this tool as part of it. I really don't. It is super helpful. I'm using it today to build all kinds of lineups. It is just spectacular. Chris, I know you started peeling into it as well, even more this morning like I did, really trying to see, okay, what are some of the things that really separate LineStar from some of the other DFS things out there? And to me, it's it's the tool and the lineup and the way everything is laid out and so easy to, to take such a large amount of information one time but it doesn't feel overwhelming it feels like it's handing it to you and saying here look at this this is what you need to understand and know for today yeah it's it's super super cool and you everyone is that knows me they just know i'm a huge sports fan very detailed and it's it's amazing it's color coordinated which is it's really just stands out you got game logs like looking at yadi or molina right now and you see a game log for them you see the pricing how it's changed it'll show you you know what he's done over the past couple games in terms of points if you like him you can click a little love arrow get him in some of your lineups you can click the the heart with the x through it which you don't like him you hate this guy he will not be in any of your lineups that you generate and then there's like a good sample on the side like a projection for him you got some splits some some righty lefty splits in there you got the projected ownership 
it, but then you got these little nuggets too. Oh, you know? like, yeah. Uh, you know, like city, I'm looking at Brandon Nimmo's right now, you know, uh, number five, the least hitter friendly park, uh, 20% hitter versus right handed uh, pitching with a 1.94 FP. Uh, it's just, you're like, wow. It's literally, if you make bad decisions, it's, it's on you. Between the podcast and the app, I swear to God, like if you're not winning, then it's a problem. And, and we had another good night last night. And also, too, I want to thank everybody who's gone out there and subscribed to the show already and given us the five-star review on the iTunes. We appreciate that. And if you are listening to the show, we encourage you to do the same. Subscribe, please. Go rate and review. We are rocketing up there. We're getting hundreds of downloads a day, which is astounding considering how short of a window we have every day to get this information out to everybody i mean basically it's like you know like a five six hour window and you guys are out there in force and we appreciate you and if you are listening to the show now's the time subscribe wherever you listen and give us the big rate and review and the five stars and that helps us continue to trend and can continue to grow uh, grow this podcast to where it should be which is number one because we have excellent beards despite the many colors okay (laughs) so let's get into yesterday real quick and kind of breeze through uh, I'm going to start with what we got wrong, and it was Freddie Peralta. You know, by the end of it, I, I think we got drunk on Freddie Peralta. The last start was so good. We saw opportunity. It did not work out. You take your lump. You, you go back, and you come back for more. However, <clears throat> let's, let's go through these because there was a lot of other stuff that was good. So we got the bad out of the way. Mustakis, yard again. We doubled yeah, down, yeah. and we got another one, and uh, it is a, a thing of beauty, my friend. Uh, we continue to go through there also. Uh, we faded. Uh, last night, uh, the, the, the Jacob deGrom, he faded him completely from the slate. I, I said no more with the Jacob deGrom. And, and it's going to be a little chilly. It's going to be a little more difficult out there tonight. I, I think it's too expensive. And he got a loss. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's what we want. We absolutely pounded on the Mariners and the A's again. Uh, and they did exactly what we wanted them to do. So that was uh, another big, giant positive. The Mariners scored six runs, and uh, the A's, um, how many runs did they score, uh, Chris yeah, Meany? 13, That's yeah. 13. We said to, <laughs> absolutely to go back to them. Um, you know, I had bet them hard the night before and was burned, and I said I'm going right back to them, and, you know, I'm feeling pretty strong about them moving forward. Anytime that they play a game against Baltimore, we'll get to that one today too. So, yeah, you're right. We, we faded to Grom. He got hit hard. I'm looking at the hard hit percentage. Just that It's a small sample size, 55. It's the second highest in baseball behind mm-hmm. Jose Arena. So, it was a rough showing for him Verlanders and three there's some weird names up at the top things will yeah well, normalize he was, it a little I mean, bit 26 consecutive quality starts he it was, was bound to happen turkey at some point yeah. he just knew it was coming at, at some point in time and and there it was also we were all over Luis Castillo yesterday if you were playing the day slate and that worked out real well we also had Suarez and we talked about Winker breaking out and guess what Suarez yeah. went both went yard and just they put 14 runs on Urena who we absolutely targeted went after and uh, Luis Castillo right now, I just want to point out, his ERA in the season is .92, okay? Can just, Phenomenal. Can we have a little party for Luis Castillo, please? Yes. Because uh, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, and you should feel good about it. Um, yeah, I know you were all over him to start the season, and, you know, his swing strike percentage is one of the top in the league. And it's, yeah, he, he's, he's a stud pitcher. We're going to be talking about him a lot throughout the season. And you're right, Urena. This is just a prime example. Where have the Reds been all year long? We haven't been able to find them. They haven't been done anything. They go up against a contact pitcher, 65% hard hit rate to start the season, Jose Arena. So the Reds.
ads broke out in a big way. And you know, we did the show earlier. I talked myself into Max Freed a little bit later on. So I know we record the show a little bit earlier. I'll try to get out there with some quote retweets. And well, some you were on the Braves. You were very yeah. much on the Braves yesterday. I was on the Braves, but I wasn't on Freed until a little bit later on. Now, he didn't do a whole lot, but I mean, he went into Colorado and pitched six scoreless innings, got four strikeouts. So just keep an eye on him going forward. I believe out of the, all the young studs in Atlanta, including Sean Newcomb, who's had you know a couple years now, this guy has the most upside, Max Freed. So we'll talk about him, and I'm, I'm sure, in a Couple All right, the stars. other the other day slate pitcher, by the way, yesterday besides Castillo, our second pitcher was Matt Shoemaker, who beat Chris Sale, and we went oppo again. We said it. We said, look, you keep going oppo until it, it until that price on sale comes down. It becomes an intriguing play, and it just hasn't been there yet. The velocity was better, but still lots of room for concern. Uh, and Shoemaker comes away with a W, and his ERA, ironically, also sits at .92. <laughs> so Jeez. a really good start to the season for those guys. But that was yesterday. Yesterday is in the books. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's go through, and we've got some games, and we got some weather, too, uh, coming along some of these games also. So we'll try to get you uh, caught up here. Uh, we're going to start with the Indians and Tigers. Another day game. You'll see a lot of these Midwestern teams in April, a lot of day games because – it's just too damn cold at night to play these games. So that's the reason the scheduling, you're seeing so much of this. You got Trevor Bauer going against Matt Boyd. Then with the Rays at 2 o'clock, you got Glasnow and Ronaldo Lopez going head-to-head. Uh, there's some questionable uh, rain or some other precipitation in the Colorado area. Uh, so keep an eye on that today. But on the market uh, is Kevin Gossman and Jeff Hoffman. Then you've got uh, Nick Marjavikas and Derek Rodriguez at 345 as well. And at 640, you got another Reds game at 640, Trevor Richards and Tyron Mall. So right off the bat here, whenever you got Colorado in play, it's something you always got to keep in mind. We all know that. Uh, but with the weather, it's something to just be very leery of. Clearly, the best pitcher on the board is Trevor Bauer. I don't think that anyone can argue that. So my question to you when you're looking at the day slate, Chris, who is the secondary guy or potential uh, tournament pitcher that you think sticks out to you? I mean, if you want to go the other way, I like Matt Boyd, too. He's been very strong to start the season. 20.2 swinging strike percentage. I know he's has a couple weak opponents, but he's getting a lot of swing and misses. My one thing with Boyd, and a fly ball rate that's pretty high over the past couple of years, and home runs tend to get him, but it, this is going to be uh, both pitchers, I think, can combine for 20 strikeouts in this game. I, I really see a lot of uh, swing and misses, and you're going to save yourself some cash. So if want to be a little contrarian maybe in a tournament i know it's a smaller slate a boyd stands out and then tyler glasnow i think on the yeah. other side is is continuing to roll tampa we we kind of just glossed over them we mentioned we'd like them the strong start to the season scoring a lot of runs striking out a lot themselves but um just really underrated baseball team a team that won 90 games last season and improved their squad in the offseason and ronaldo lopez has struggled to start the year he struggled last year spring was awful for him he's given up a lot of home runs so i think tampa's an underrated stack in fact they have the highest team applied total we don't have one yet in colorado Atlanta because like you said there could be some weather there so you may have to stay away from just that game in, in general it's going to be a tricky slate it's with maybe potentially just three games three four um it's it's a tricky slate but i'm feeling glass no as yeah, um as i actually like him in cash game to tell you the truth yeah same I, I i prefer him in the cash game over bauer and take the savings he's 9.7 on dk 9.4 on FanDuel. so for me, looking at that, I think that looking at that lineup, there's a ton of strikeouts there. Even with the good hitters like Moncada, they still strike out. Aloy's still struggling and plugging away. Yeah. Uh, and there's, you know, they have a lot of switch hitters in that lineup, but still 
I think the strikeout potential is definitely there. They're still a very free-swinging kind of club. Uh, so that's where I would go as well. All right, let's uh, – actually, you know what? One more thing before we move on here. <clears throat> With the Reds kind of having a breakout party yesterday, I kind of want to go back to that well. I want to go back to that well because I feel like there's opportunity there, especially with uh, with Winker, especially with Kemp, who's hitting in the three-hole today at 3.6K on DK. That's a huge savings Yes, for me for a guy who could go yard again. And I look at that, and I see Trevor Richards, and I see opportunity in that ballpark, and uh, I'd like to go back to that. Are you feeling that as well? Yeah, I mean, you should. And, and I fly It's going to be a nice day well. there, 66 degrees, no precipitation. I mean, that, that looks like a good – Good old-fashioned ball's going to fly out of that place today. Yeah, and, and with some of these teams and some of the trends that we've seen so far is once they get going, you know, you, you want to jump on opportunity. So the price is really low for – you mentioned Camp Winker, 3-5. Suarez is, is priced appropriately at 4-4, but he's still a good target. And for Richards, love some of his stuff. The changeup is great, but last year 40% fly ball rate so far, 48. That's not what you want in Cincinnati. So it's a good call to, to go back to that. Um, and just keep an eye on Colorado's lineup and the weather, of course. What, what made me want Freed is um, Daza was leading off of them. At, they didn't have Blackman in their lineup. There's a lot of holes in their lineup right now. Tapia in there in the two spot. Hampson's really strong. Right. It's not, your, it's, it's not, not your, the Colorado Rockies that you're exactly. using. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So just keep an eye on that lineup. Gostin may not be the call, but um, going forward, you know, Colorado is maybe they're maybe they're just overrated slightly um, with some of their bats are struggling. Oh, they're, they're depleted. They're depleted. And the guys that are left aren't the guys like Daniel Murphy and Dahl who are getting on base and making things happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, so solo home runs are one thing when you hit those three run bombs, that's where the the score goes out of control. That's where the game swings a lot. But if you don't have those guys who are getting on base, I think it becomes a little tricky there uh, for them. So I think that's, that's kind of the issue I take with that. All right, let's move on to the evening and let's start with the nationals. Uh, going in with the Phillies, this was a fun game last night there. Aaron Nola, you know, again, <laughs> you know, no, not looking like Aaron Nola, but I'm going to give it some time. It's still April, but uh, good start, and then it kind of fell apart a little bit. But you got Nick Pavetta and Jeremy Hellickson in this one, so expect a fair amount of runs also. On the Nats side, uh, the Line Star app is plugging up there. Adam Eaton is one of the best values of the day, and I could not agree more. At 3.8 on DK, uh, I love him in this one, and Soto, the two lefty bats. And I'll tell you what, Victor Robles on the FanDuel side, too. He's just 3.4K. I love that side. From the Phillies' end, uh, I'm looking at Real Muto uh, as actually being a catcher I want to pay up for tonight. I think this is a good matchup for him against Hellickson in this ballpark. And uh, I like where he hits in the order and all that good stuff. But really, uh, for me, is there anything else um, for you with the Phillies' side that really pops for you? I know Bryce Harper's expensive, so is Hoskins. To me, they're a little too expensive to get into. Yeah, they are. They're they're real pricey. Um, it's tough to round your lineup out in a, in a cash game with with those two guys. If you get one, who do you want? Uh, Hoskins. Harper, right? oh, I want Hoskins. Yeah. Um, it just it's tough to between the two. They they're both off to really good starts. I, I've, with Hoskins, you know, I just feel like there's a maybe more of a chance to get some guys on base for him. He's one of the one of the top in terms of just runners on scoring position when he gets up. It's because of Harper and Segura and, and McCutcheon. And Franco went yard again last night. He keeps hitting home runs. Um, he's been great. He's the only guy I feel like in the eight spot that's you know going to flirt with five K all year. It's kind of annoying, but um, he has been productive. So. Yeah, I would go. I would go Hoskins, but Harper's not wrong. I mean, Hellickson had a really good spring and a good showing, but he's 
he's prone to some home runs as well. So there, you're right. There's going to be some runs scored if you can get a piece of this. But on the national side, they're just more affordable. Like you said, some of the guys like Robles. Well, that's to me. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's just it's just a bet. If yeah. it's almost forcing your hand exactly to to go the other route, and then that's fine. I mean, sometimes it's going to do that. Now there are some pitchers on the slate. We're going to get to one of them in a second where you could, you know, dabble a little bit in some of the other end of that, but it's, it gets a little bit trickier when you're trying to have a good lineup. It's not just stars and scrubs. You're just like throwing darts at guys. Uh, Oakland, Frankie Montas, 8.1 K. One of my favorite plays of the day. Oh my God. Give me all the Frankie Montas. First two starts have been pretty good for him. He's got 11 strikeouts on the year. He's limiting the walks. He's a guy that does have some talent and he's got a great matchup here. Dan Straley, you know, just kind of picked up off the scrap heap for Baltimore because Baltimore is a walking scrap heap. So uh, today, one of my favorite things, Kendrys Morales. Everywhere the Kendrys Morales. I want Kendrys everywhere, especially on FanDuel. Uh, take a guess what Kendrys Morales' price on FanDuel is today. Oh, my goodness. Is take a guess. Three, it's got a two. It's two. Oh, two seven? Lower. <laughs> Lower. Low in the five Bob. spot, hitting in the five spot hitting in the, the five lineup. spot against Dan Straley in Baltimore. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you want to four. 2.4. My goodness. You want to talk about fly ball rates for his career, 47%, 67 so far this year. Yeah, Dan Straley probably really shouldn't be pitching in the majors anyways, but he definitely shouldn't be pitching in Baltimore. <laughs> Camden, that's just a bad spot. No, and he should, uh, and I want him to. Yeah, I want him to get bad. <laughs> I mean, get them all in there. Like, if you want to have an Oakland stack, I mean, they have a 5.2 team implied total. It's the highest of any team so far, so far as we're recording right now. I mean, again, we don't have anything in Colorado, but they're not on that main slate anyways. So 5.2, I mean, Robbie Grossman, I know he doesn't have a high, high ceiling, but he's 38. He sets the table for you. You got Chapman, Piscotti, Davis. Maybe you just want to go from Listen, two to five. Especially, spot too. Uh, um, I, I've already got, I've got Ken, uh, Chris Davis, Kendrick Morales, Marcus Simeon, right there. The 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 three, four, five, and a four, so five, six. This, yeah. And so I'm I'm right in there with those guys. Marcus Simeon on FanDuel, thirty one. Davis, I got to pay four K. I don't know why he's just four K. I really don't. And then Kendrick Morales at twenty four hundred. I I mean that is is so easy and it's very easy to do because. You're going to have guys like Montas on the mound today and guys like Kikuchi on the mound who we're going to get to in a bit. But it's all the Oakland again, and it's chalky, but who cares? It's right. Just like yeah. yesterday it was Simeon was another one of the guys we talked about, and he went yard. Yeah. So we're going back, and Chris Davis just missed one. Chris Davis hit a ball that died. <laughs> I saw it, and I went, yay, and then, oh. And it just kind of died and tailed off there. So he is he's starting to feel it as well. So all the Oakland A's again. I don't understand the $4,000 price. I just don't get it. And the 2-4, yeah, you're, if you're playing on FanDuel, I mean, let's be honest, Profar had a good night yesterday as well. He's 2-3. Uh, there's a lot to like in this. Yeah, the A's are lineup. so cheap. Wow, the if A's you want to play a cash game tonight on FanDuel, go with – you can go Syndergaard, whoever you want to go with a big-name pitcher, and then just bring me those A's. One thing about Montas, too, 60% ground ball right to start the year. That's, that's exactly what He's you want. He's very well. He's yeah. pitched very well, and I have every – Every instinct that he's going to go into the sixth inning and maybe through the sixth inning in this game. I don't see why he wouldn't. This, this Orioles lineup is a joke. All right, Odorizzi and Noah Syndergaard. Uh, last night, this became a slugfest. So, oh, man, did it ever. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a good matchup for Syndergaard. He's 10.4. Obviously, you got to go up to the top here. I don't mind this. Um, I, I do think that when you look at that lineup, though, they, they've, they've got a fair amount of Ks in it there between Buxton and Scope and those kind of guys. And, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with it. It's not something I'm running around because I just look at there's so much value offensively on the board and some value of pitching where you don't have to go Noah Syndergaard and cash, but I don't think it's a bad play tonight. Are you confident in Syndergaard tonight? Um, yeah, I, 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 looking at the board, I am because he's the for sure ace. I mean, we'll get to Paxton slightly. Uh, a couple other guys uh, have some potential, but um, you're right. There's some opportunity to spend down on bats, which, you know, you can spend up for pitcher if you want. There are some contact guys in that lineup for Minnesota, but you're right. There are some guys who strike out as well in scope and CJ Crone and Byron Buxton. Uh, so there's going to be uh, some strikeouts to be had there. I, I have no problem. I can get behind it. I wonder if people will shy away because of how Minnesota hit the Grom yesterday. You may even get center guard. Maybe he's only 24% owned in tournaments as opposed yeah, to – I agree. I think the ownership after last night is going to be a little bit lower because of what happened with DeGrom. So. It might scare a couple people. Yeah. Over. Now, here's a fascinating one because you got Alex Bregman out of the lineup in Houston, Colin McHugh taking on James Paxton. These are two lineups that are not at full strength right now. They are, they're just not. They're missing some superstars. They're missing some people in there. And I'm fascinated because I, I think there's money to be made here in this game. And I'm curious what your take is when you look at Paxton at 9-7, you look at McHugh at 8-8, eight, eight, is there a side you favor more? I, I, this is what's tough about these big-time matchups, and we said it the other day with Tanakh and Verlander, and we were right with that one. We stayed away from it, and <laughs> nobody got a win in that one. And I kind of – my instinct is kind of the same in this one, too. I, I kind of feel like I want to run the other way. Do you? Yeah, I do. Um, if I'm going to pick a side, it's probably going to be – Probably when we call him McHugh and the Astros, uh, you know, you, you've been all over Brantley all year. And, you know, sticking on the Fandle side, he remains dirt cheap. I mean, I just don't understand it. Hitting in that four spot, $3,600. And, he, and he, Correa's cheap too. And he's, 33. Moved to, and he's moved up to the three hole in Bregman's absence. Yeah. So, so that, that up to you because I think those are the two guys where I still go. Mm, and I know Altuve went yard yesterday. Again, so two straight now. Yep. So interesting. It, Interesting, uh, maybe mini stack in there. I know it's tough against Paxson. I'd probably just go the other way. There's there's some other stacks that we've you know we've already talked about and that we will talk about. But just looking at Paxton because he's very familiar, obviously pitching with Seattle inside this division, and just looking at some of his starts against Houston, and he's had a, a lot of success. Looking at one last year, seven scoreless, eight K. Another one where it was just. Um, 7.2 scoreless, 6K. Another one where he had 7K, only gave up three hits, one run. So he's he's had some success, actually, against the Astros. Uh, maybe this is a game that you just kind of stay clear of. Both pitchers could have their way, rack up some strikeouts. But if I'm going to lean one, I'll take the, the cash savings in McHugh because I feel like there's more holes in the Yankees lineup than the Astros. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, and I love this. You know, if you catch this right, Correa and Brantley there with the little flip-flop because of the Bregman injury, this could be a real opportunity here against Paxton. Uh, I really feel that way too. Uh, but the rest of this game, like as a whole, I'm not like, I'm not personally running out for these pitchers, especially when no, no, no. Montas is kind of the same price in the same general vicinity as McHugh with a lot easier matchup. Kenta Maeda at 10.1. Not all, and that's a big salary. That's a big number. <laughs> I don't fully understand. I don't fully understand this, especially against Flaherty. thousand yeah. dollars less on the DK side. And, Chris, I, I look at this one, and I know the Dodgers have been just on fire, but it can't last forever. And I feel good about Flaherty in this game. I think the ownership's going to be low. I think there's opportunity there. And I think Jack Flaherty is a, is a pitcher who of enormous talent. And I know you look at this lineup and everyone's terrified of it, but I think Flaherty can go in there tonight 
and get the job done at home. How do you uh, see this one marking out? Am I crazy? Is it? No, uh, you're not crazy. You know, one of the most surprising things for me yesterday was I kind of picked on Dakota Hudson just a little bit. I said, you know, high contact gives up a lot of contact, doesn't strike a lot of guys out walks. Uh, He did have four walks or 4.2, but he gave up zero runs and the Dodgers were shut out. So, I mean, if, if they can get shut out, you know, yesterday, they can get shut out today against a good pitcher in Jack Flaherty. And I think, you know, a lot of hype on Jack Flaherty. I'm on board. I'm driving the bus with you. Uh, I, I'm definitely a fan of his. And I think because of the slow start, people are maybe a little hesitant. Uh, they, they see the 9,000 and they see the Dodgers lineup and they don't want any piece of it. But he has some crazy potential to rack up a few strikeouts, even against a Dodgers team that, you know, sits in the middle of the pack in terms of strikeouts. So I think it's one of the most contrarian plays. And yeah, I can get behind you for sure there. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh and the Cubs. You Darvish, oh boy, that's already down to seven. Do you dare? No, I don't. I can't. I'm no. And that's what I want to get to. He's seven point four. Jordan Lyles is six point eight. I don't care what the number says. I mean, you you can even Pittsburgh is not one of my favorite offenses. I just I don't don't like the Pittsburgh offense. But Line Star is bringing up a good point tonight. Melky Cabrera might be one of those guys. The return on investment. He's just three K. In terms of a lineup builder, he was a guy that popped up first. I went, why do you pop up? And I went, oh, because <laughs> he's yeah. facing you, Darvish. Yeah. And the opportunity is there. It's just there as a switch hitter for Melky Cabrera. He'll be on the left side, which is his better side. I think that's one of those great lineup builder plays there with Melky Cabrera against you, Darvish. And the Line Star app just nailed it today. And you know who the Line Star app is also over Young Ho Kang, who's somebody that I've talked a lot about in preseason, getting some pop and, you know, majority of his home runs. I think 30 of his 36 career home runs heading into this season have come against right-handed pitching. And you Darvish is just, he's not the same guy. Let's be honest. He's just not, he may never ever be. And you know what? He probably actually won't. I'm pretty confident to say that he'll never get back to the guy who struck out what 270 plus and had a sub three ERA, like no chance. This guy has 11 walks so far. He only has six strikeouts. He's given up six runs, getting hit hard. He's given up home runs. So, um, you know what? The Pirates may be a little just cheap stack with, with Kang and Cabrera. Maybe you get Josh Bell in there in the four spot. Um, Starling Marte checks in at under $4,000. All of these guys are, are, have had slow starts. This is a good spot for them. Hey, look, remember when we gave everybody Dozier, and then today we're giving everybody Morales. The other one is, is Melky. I think the other one is the Milkman. I, I think like it. Deliver. deliver. All right. And then here we go. My second favorite pitcher on the night. You say Kikuchi. And I say, yes, please. <laughs> uh, against Heath Filmeyer, who I believe was an extra in the film Office Space. I feel like that. Doesn't that name just like, well, maybe if you went to see Heath, Heath Filmeyer in accounting, he could get that sorted out for you. What is a Heath Filmeyer? I, don't, I even... don't know. He's a guy that gave up six runs in Omaha last week, and now he's up making a spot start, and it's not going to be pretty against the Seattle Mariners. Okay? It's just not. So Dan Volgeback went yard. Everybody's in play. Volgeback went yard yesterday, but to me, all these guys are in play. However you want to work it, you can. My favorite grouping, I think, looking at it, Encarnacion is super expensive on the DK side. He's far less expensive on the FanDuel side. So this is one of those tale of two sites. So if you're playing on FanDuel, he's in. If you're playing on DK, I think he's out. And I think you then uh, you're getting also Domingo Santana looks like he's getting a day off today. So keep that in mind. So Bruce all of a sudden goes up a little bit as well. 
Um, so you got Bruce, you got Vogelbach, and even Malik Smith to a certain extent too. I think uh, he's in play today. But uh, all the Mariners, right? And Kikuchi, oh, I'm fine with it. They just continue, all right? They just continue. Marco Gonzalez has one of the highest contact rates in baseball, and he's been hit hard. He's 4-0. And the reason he's 4-0 is because Seattle just keeps scoring runs left, right, and center. So I can get behind Kikuchi. I was going to talk some some Whit Merrifield in there just slightly, but I, you know, he's 4-5, and, and it's, it's kind of tough to spend up. But that guy just crushes lefties. But, yeah, so I can get behind the Kikuchi just because of the offense in Seattle. I mean, Jay Bruce went yard again yesterday. Hanniger had the day off. He gets into the line and probably going to hit in the two spot. Yeah, it's they just keep scoring runs, Joe. And well, it's fascinating too because on on the FanDuel side, you got Montas at eighty three hundred, and the pricing for Kikuchi on the FanDuel side is like they're basically neck and neck on DK, but on the FanDuel side, Kikuchi is seventy one, wow. and I'm like. Heath Fillmeyer is on the other side of this game. <laughs> and he's only $600. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I just, I don't understand. You got to go and, and you, you, on FanDuel, if, you have to go Kikuchi. I don't care if it's chalk. I don't care if a lot of ownership's high. The opportunity is there for a win because, I mean, what are you going to get into? You're going to get into that Casey bullpen in the fourth inning? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that is sure. not out. That is not difficult to see happening <laughs> Just no, you got a really good shot there if he can get you five you got a good shot for some wins and you know he has been striking out guys so there's that potential as well all right let's go through some of these other ones here you got lance lynn uh taking on robbie ray robbie ray the splits at home in a row have always been drastic i don't love this one i think more offense than pitching but for the pricing on either of these guys i'm out is there anybody you're into in this game right here well, yeah, Robbie Ray is – I don't understand the pricing for him. He's got 10 walks in, in two outings. Yeah. He can't hit the strike zone at all. It's no surprise. It's just the – I love Elvis Andrus in this game. He, he's a guy that I have so many shares of in season long because I think people forgot how good he is. And a lot of shares. another guy – I watched some clips last night. He's hitting the ball hard everywhere, even on outs. So I believe he's the only guy in that lineup hitting 300. And yeah, yeah, I keep talking about him every single day as a value. It's the same thing, you know, what season long league, he was disrespected. He's disrespected to start the year. Yeah. I love that call three, three, eight. And, you know, if you want to get a piece of Texas, cause they're going to be able to score some runs. Rugnet Odor is really struggling to start the season. Yeah. I know it's a lefty versus lefty, but at, at three, seven, I Ray just gets himself into trouble. He really does. So it, with a couple walks, maybe it's near the end, maybe Mazzara. See, I think it's such a left-handed lineup it there. is those, it's heavy guys lefty. you know with Mazzara and Gallo like the big boppers in there even Odor who actually laid down a bunt and got on base yesterday so that was good to see just trying to do what he can to get yeah just trying to do it and I like that I, I think him and oh, Andrews especially tonight is one guy I could get behind I was disappointed Peralta had shares of him last night he did not go as planned David Peralta shame on you uh all right let's go to the last one here Milwaukee Brewers uh Brandon Woodruff taking on Felix Pena so uh, I'm going to do it because I've done it three days in a row and it's, it's been right. Actually, two days in a row. This will be third. Mike Moustakis again. <laughs> the, 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 the Something about him playing in L.A., I'll tell you what. Like, go back to the Royals when they beat the Angels in the You're playoffs. Right. The guy was amazing, too. He bunted. Well, look, he was another guy who bunted. He, 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 there was a shift on him, and he bunted down the line. And it was like, oh, good on look, you, man. 4K on DK, so you got to pay for him there. But you don't have to pay for him on FanDuel, and I love him even more there at 31. I mean – it's very easy to go with an infield on FanDuel of Encarnacion, Moustakis, Franco, and then load up on the Chris Davis, Morales, and uh, Simeon in the Oakland A's game, and you're good to go. I threw in Juan Soto in there as well. Uh, it's just it's, – it, everything becomes easy with Kikuchi in there, and on the DK side, everything becomes easy 
with Montas and Kikuchi because they're both basically you're spending 16.1 between the two of them. And that is a beautiful price for two guys who I think are just guaranteed victories. And you know, the angels don't strike out a lot. In fact, they have the fewest strikeout, the lowest strikeout rate in baseball, but Mike Trout left last night's game with a groin injuries day to day. If he doesn't get in the lineup, you got to think about Woodruff. I, I know he's not completely stretched out, but he has some strikeout upside as well. And I think, you know, a good shot at getting a W against a lineup that's probably going to start with Calhoun, La Stella, and Bohr, right? I mean, and then Goodwin and Borges mm-hmm. and Cozart who can't hit anything as well. So Woodruff is, is very interesting. If you're playing in a, maybe it's just a late slate game because he's not looking overall at all the pitchers. He doesn't even jump in as a top three or four for me. But if it's a late game, you, you want to get um, – maybe it's just a two-gamer between – because Lance Lynn and Robbie Ray, let's be honest, you probably have to go with Woodruff. All right, so there you go. Recap, we're all in again on Oakland, all in again on Seattle, obviously. Montas and Kikuchi as well. Uh, there's – Kendrick Morales, Melky Cabrera, two big-time lineup builder guys on both sides that you can use and save some cash. Anything else you want to recap in there, your favorite hits of what we just did and recap? Well, I, you know, for the people who like to make some bets, I'll throw a couple out there. I like the over in the Washington and Philly game. I think there's going to be some runs scored there again. That, that's sitting there at nine. Um, you know, take a shot on Pittsburgh today at, at plus 150. Maybe you, if you're looking for a road dog, that could be it. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable about that one, I, I honestly think Texas. I know it's a heavy hitting left, uh, you know, a lot of lefties in that lineup. Gallo, 15 home runs off lefties last year. Mazzara, eight. So I think there could be something to be said there for a road dog. And then I'm going to be all in on Milwaukee today. And I think you should do it now before the news comes out that maybe Trout is out of the lineup. And even if he is in the lineup, I think Milwaukee's not going to get swept. Um, by the Angels, so I, I think it's a good spot for them. Right now, they're minus 152. Jump on that, and you're right about Seattle. Just continue to ride them, and, and the props, the team implied total, over, over, over every single night. Man. There you have it. All right, please subscribe to On Deck wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rate and review, and make sure you're downloading and using the Line Star app as well. It is fantastic, and I encourage all you guys to check in there and peel into the Peel into the product and the, and the premium product as well. It is absolutely worth it. Go start the free trial. They give you one uh, to go look through stuff, but it's worth the money to upgrade. I'm telling you, the stuff that you can see in there, the breakdowns are unbelievable. And on top of that, uh, it's got, it, you know what? It's such a great place to feel confident about what you're doing in DFS. And I know a lot of people, they feel you know, not always confident when they're starting out playing MLB for the first time. It's a lot of information, a lot of stuff to break down. This makes it so much easier. And check out uh, our boy Nitro DFS too, doing all the breakdowns in the newsletter also. So lots of great articles to read there. Plus the podcast. Really? I mean, it's all there, baby. The chat too. The chat is Yeah. The chat there. um, And already right now, people talking, you know, so it's some great communication. We'll create a nice dialogue in there throughout the season. So don't be afraid to jump into the chat. Like I said, when lineups come out, maybe you feel a little bit different about a pitcher. You like them more, you like them less. All right. Follow us on Twitter at LineStar app, at JoePizzaPia17, and at Chris Meany. That'll do it for us. And there's only one thing left to do, and that's to leave the on-deck circle and get into the box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.